Hello, hello, and welcome back <laughs> to the podcast. Yep. We are your favorite Casa Negros. I am Josh Rogers. And I am Brian Hare. Matter of fact, I want to change that. I am Aaron Neville's mole. <laughs> and I'm Aaron Neville's voice. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back. <laughs> Mind house. I can do it for house. <laughs> We are back. We are back for another another moment of foolishness where we talk about how we navigate the craziest puzzles yes. we've ever created. But we also talk about the perils, the praises, mm-hmm. the productivity, and the pump and circumstance of being black millennials trying to figure this thing called life out. Brian. Yes. Outside of you being a great Aaron Neville folklore <laughs> voice. How are you, brother? Man, it is a great day to be black, man. We are on day 20-something of Black History Month, and I'm so excited. It's the last black. week. The last The last week. full week. Well, yes. Of Negro History Month. Yes, of uh, Black People Appreciation Month. Do you think Gary Morgan would be proud? <laughs> he made the the, uh, the stoplight. Uh-huh. And the gas mask. And the gas mask. Mm-hmm. You think Frederick would be proud? Um... Probably he was with white women, so you know. Was, okay, you think Harriet would be proud? Cause she ain't never smiled at us anyway. She was sick of it us niggas. Was nothing funny. She was just sick of us niggas. Sick of us niggas. <laughs> the least y'all can do. I, I feel least. like that's something she said. Least y'all, least y'all can do. Mm-hmm. That you was think the, Martin would be proud? Malcolm would be proud. Dubois. Uh, Dubois. I think Dubois <laughs> would be proud. Would he? Yeah, I think Dubois was hard on the niggas. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I speak excellence. <laughs> the talented Tim. Listen, you Listen. 90% are getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> but like low key, I think, you know, he probably would be like, we probably got a talented maybe 30. <laughs> probably <laughs> now at this point. <laughs> probably at this point. Yeah, we have some people like Boosie and, you know, that bring that, Ugh. bring that percentage down. Right. I mean, right. down, down, baby. You're feeding a roller coaster. Shout out Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Street super baby, cock ready to let it go. Woo! Finish. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Woo! Wee! That's good. That was a good song. Country that is girl. a good song. Mm-hmm. So, how has life been, bro? Life's been good, man. Um, we're here, working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, living, living life, doing the things. Um, just trying to work on things holistically. We just had two. 22-22, which was interesting. And the Saints were in a tizzy. Mm-hmm. They were in a tizzy. They was talking about chakras and numbers. And and, <laughs> the, 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 and then the Deep Saints said, it's time for a double portion. <laughs> <laughs> what is God trying to say in the prophetic? When I tell you I was just living the best life I knew how to live. <laughs> I just, <laughs> whatever the Lord had planned for yesterday would have happened. And right. my day went on. Right. So, I don't know, Reverend. I don't know. But, I don't know. And but we thank them. How about you? How you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. So I lost my keys this morning. So I wasn't able oh. to go to the gym. Ooh. And I God. don't know where they are. I've been stuck in this. I feel you know how I wasn't gonna go nowhere anyway except but to the gym. Mm-hmm. But you know how when you're forced to be here, mm-hmm. you feel, you know what I'm saying? And that's how I feel trapped. <laughs> I can't go nowhere but outside. I checked the mailbox twice already. Mm. 
And um, yeah, but I'm okay. Maybe the Lord was giving me this as a rest day. It from, is from working out. Because I've this, been busy with work, and that's on point with the uh, today's topic. That's I mean. I, well, speak speak to my heart, Holy Spirit, message of love that will bring new life. Words on the wings of the morning, the dark nights will fade away if you speak, speak to my heart. Was Donovan Clark in the original of that? I, I don't like know if he was the original, but I feel like that's something Dion Ward probably could have did good with. Oh, Dion. <laughs> I think Dion would have killed that song. Keep smiling. <laughs> keep shining. No, have we done it in 2022 yet? No, we you can always count on me. For sure. Why? That's what friends are for. <laughs> in good times. Yes. And bad times. I'll be on your side forevermore. Ooh, that's what friends <laughs> for yes speaking of dramatic dramatic <coughs> song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know references you remember when the uh can we talk challenge was out i do remember i heard somebody say the other day you know okay. as we said i heard another i heard another preacher say that if you really wanted to test the vocal abilities of the saints, mm-hmm. you should have started at the bridge. That part, part, part that ain't the bridge. What's the bridge? No. Ooh, girl, okay. one more yeah, chance with you again. I will not let it go. Please give me just one more chance. Of love, 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 love. Mm. That. Yeah. See how I projected. I, I see. I I'm in good voice today. That. <laughs> Where did they start? Where did they start on the challenge? Oh, can we talk? Can we it's talk? Our, okay. Of course. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let me just go to the song of the week because I don't want to rehash that. It's okay. I'm a. I'm gonna pull a you. Okay. And I'm gonna play it. Okay. Because it's a song that I really like. But mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's popular. So if I sing it, I feel like it ain't going to hit like it need to hit. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so um, I don't want to be that dude. Okay. All right. So. That's good. That is Stuck by Duran Bernard featuring your girl, Ari Lennox. It's one of my good songs. It was like, don't get stuck here. This is temporary. 
Let's set mm. expectations up front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't say that I play with your emotions because I was communicating. And I feel like that's a right. theme. I feel I like part of resting and self-care is also being very self-aware, mm-hmm. accountable with your emotions. So I agree. That is that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yes. been said, understood, and accepted. Brian, are you ready to talk about some black excellence in the Bless Up Report? Always. Let's Always. do it. In the midst of yeah. All right, we're here at the Blessed Report, and it's Black History Month, but we always shout out black people doing great black things and with black businesses. So, uh, before I go any further, if you have somebody you know that you know you feel like might need to bless up, great black business owner doing great black things, uh, give us a shout out, right? Let us know in the DMs of uh, the Jigsaw Podcast, or feel free to email us at thejigsawpodcast at gmail.com, and we may or may not uh, salute or bless that person or bless up that person. Uh, on the podcast here. So this week for the Bless Up, we have Latoya Nicole, Entrepreneur's Colors, Color 2. Latoya Nicole, Entrepreneur's Color 2. Uh, Latoya Nicole launched first coloring, the coloring book was first launched, uh, 24 Shades of Business, because out of the billions of coloring books being sold, uh, she was unable to find any that featured realistic black women that looked like her. She was determined to change that. So as black women do, they, you know, they find ways to make ways out of no ways. They do all these great things. So what she did was she created her own lane by building entrepreneurs colors too, aiming to inspire and empower women of color and fill the diversity gap in the book publishing industry. Each book features 24 illustrations celebrating black and brown women. In 2021, they actually celebrated a great milestone of getting our books, getting all the books in the hands of 25,000 women and girls around the world. And they launched a limited edition Shades of Brown coloring pencil. So literally, it had books for black and brown women. They also accompanied those books with coloring uh, uh, pencils or colored pencils, coloring pencils, um, that was actually had shades that would match the ladies in those books. So that's actually pretty dope. Uh, so if you want to actually find out and get a book for yourself, right, you can find them. Uh, and the coloring pencils at Entrepreneurs Colors Two, Entrepreneurs Color Two dot com. Uh, so please go out there and support Latanya Nicole Entrepreneur Entrepreneurs Color Two. Um, and again, this is within theme of the conversation today: to rest, relax, and find some ways to stimulate your mind um, in your downtime by just doing some coloring, right? And um, Josh, when's the last time you colored something? What, uh, like actual, like color pencil and crayon to paper? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. Right. I'm not. A, I'm wow. not a black woman. But I would. I would. Well, you I would. Said the last time I colored so my mind immediately went to a conversation that we might have to have offline. Because you know. Oh. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> we talk oh. about actual color. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, offline for that. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless you know, sometimes when you're feeling adventurous i'll just go there sometimes when you're feeling adventurous <laughs> you know you don't always leave it inside you pull that oh, thing out <laughs> my god and you know one color lands on another color <laughs> that's coloring to me <laughs> my lord all right bless up <laughs> latanya entrepreneurs color too Entrepreneurs color too. <laughs> yeah, God. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. When was the last time you colored, Brian? You know, crayon the, the paper. Crayon the paper. Um, I think I've colored with Brooklyn before recently. So yeah, you gotta get you got a tiny child. Yeah, she likes yeah. color. That's what I about to say to when do. my children were that little, I probably colored with them at some point too. Yeah. Okay. Now you're just coloring with the bride. All right. Uh, anything in the billboard? <laughs> Bless up. <laughs> Plenty of things in the billboard. Let's get into it. Let's get this out real quick. Um, right. Queen Elizabeth might die soon. Oh, um, my God. She, the 95-year-old developed mild cold-like symptoms, and she tested positive for COVID-19. Um, however, it is expected mm-hmm. uh, from the from the royals that she will continue light duties uh, with her little sickness and... Um, you know, because we care about the human race, I suppose that mm-hmm. we wish her a recovery period. Um, right. Speaking of things that are more in line with Negro History Month, Monica got niggas in her pool. So she hired a team of people to fix a leak in her backyard. Okay. And the pool invader entered the camera view from the grassy area of the backyard. Okay. And he jumps on top of a waterfall. Niggas. Meanwhile, another man <laughs> wearing an orange shirt with a camera records him as he deep dives into Monica's pool. Niggas. Monica did gets on Instagram and becomes the goon and say, y'all need to quit playing with her. <laughs> I hired you for this one, one thing. Or and y'all two. out here playing in the pool. Bro, how would you react if you hired uh, a landscaper of sorts and you went, looked at your, looked at your ring camera <laughs> and saw that this nigga was like, I don't know, slide down Brooklyn slide. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Like, if it was black folks, I'd probably be like, niggas gonna nigg. And I would probably either I would either laugh or I'd be like, really? Uh I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't leave no like Yelp review or anything like that. But I'd be like, come on, y'all. Come on. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was basically I think I saw the video. It was basically like niggas that ain't ever been nowhere. But it was so unprofessional. And they like, probably saw that pool was like, ooh. When you see the pool, like this one. Cause Monica got a nice pool. It's a pool. <laughs> but like my nigga, you jumped in with your whole clothes on, like all your clothes. And that's what's the thing. Like you said, he never been he just wanted to test that thing out. He wanted right. to test that thing out. Yeah. And I mean, and you gotta think a celebrity of that status, you know they got cameras. Right. Why would you know what I'm saying? Why would you Right. Risk losing your job uh over Over that. Because she put it on there. So now, like that company likely knows. Unless mm-hmm. he's the owner, <laughs> right? That company and in that way, because I, like, I feel like Monica also one of ones who gonna keep it in the hood. She gonna find yeah. the local entrepreneur black business. You know what I'm saying? So unless he's the yes. owner, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He may not care. Yeah, Monica's um, a people champ, so she would. She, she, I, I'm, I'm confident Monica buys black. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure, for she's advocating for C murder to get out of jail. Listen, and this nigga never get out. <laughs> he never get out of jail. <laughs> the man's name was C murder. <laughs> Rappers, just, let's do better. That's just, the, that's just the name. Just let's just start and end there. Um, right. Thinking of things that are ending, the Wendy Williams show is no more. Williams' departure comes as she's been absent from her hosting duties since the premiere of her thirteenth season. Mm-hmm. Um, she was recovering from a breakthrough case of COVID nineteen. At the beginning of the season, and she was supposed to come back in October, but then cited ongoing issues with Graves' disease, um, the autoimmune disorder that she has been very candid about, um, including the incident when she, you know, she passed out in the Lady Liberty episode in 2017 as a result of her Graves' disease. Um, the Wendy Williams show was created by Williams and debuted in 2008 in the um, New York City studios, and we all know Wendy gave us all the tea. She has been extremely mm-hmm. messy. In a lot of situations, but she has been a um, good, bad, or indifferent, a staple in popular culture 
yes. um, for for years and years and years. So recently they've been doing like a lot of guest uh, people, namely Sherry Shepard. I think Terrence J just finished a stint. Um, Kim Whitley and um, Finesse. <laughs> I had heard that. Finesse comedian. Mitchell. Yeah, Finesse Ooh, Mitchell. Um, he was he was one of the the guest co-hosts, but they have finally settled that Sherry Shepard will take on the new time slot. So she's not taking over the show. Mm-hmm. She's getting a new show in the same time slot. It's going to be the same show, just with Sherry right. Shepard. It's, it's going to be the same show. Sherry, but yeah. <laughs> that's that's what they're saying. So um, as much as I'm not like the hugest fan of Wendy Williams, um, I do recognize her iconic run on television. Definitely. Um, I also hope that you know she gets her health and stuff in order uh, because we want. I mean, she's still a black woman. We want her to thrive and be and be and be good out here. So, Would Brian, you? any thoughts? Are you going to miss Wendy? Do you think like do you think Sherry's show is going to live up to like the hype of what Wendy Williams had? Like, uh, nah, Wendy Williams, her <laughs> cur- like Sherry was on the View, um, but I don't think she was like a standout on the View. Mm-hmm. Um, Wendy, she had built up this huge following even prior to her having her show court because she had the radio show. Um, she's a big personality. She almost got beat up she, by Whitney Houston. She did. And Total, Total like actually she, pulled up on her, right? I believe so. <laughs> or was it 702? It was one of them groups. One of them. I would love to have seen that, though. Um, but yeah, she had built up her own following. like, And she's big personality. She's been doing the thing for a while. Um, I, you know, I've never seen an episode, of, a whole episode of Wendy Williams show. Um, nope. But um, you know, kudos to Sherry Shepard. I just, I don't know about ever watch her show. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you was like, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I can't miss something that I've never, you know, exactly. Seen um, but yeah, like I don't know that I'm gonna miss it, but I do recognize the stamp she had on culture, and that wouldn't yeah. avoid. She's an icon. Yeah, you can't deny that. You can't <clears throat> deny that at. Oh, um, speaking of television shows, a woman who has been aging like a bad prune, Jasmine Guy, oh, um, is going hmm. to produce the Affinity Jesus. Shakur biopic. I know. I'm, I'm sure this has you shaking in your boots, Brian, because, you know, you love the Shakur family. Um, the film Peace, Love and Respect, the Affinity Shakur Panther 21 story has actress, director and writer Jasmine Guy on board as executive producer. Um, she won't be working alone to do this. She's working alongside writer, director Jamal Joseph who was arrested as one of the Panther 21 uh, with Afini. Um, and the film also has backing from uh, Amoru Entertainment and the Shakira State. Um, and that's, you know, that's very important. We want to keep things um, true. Mm-hmm. We don't need a whole, I don't like a whole lot of poetic licenses when it comes no, to biopics. Like, just all. keep I it, it, you know what I'm saying? Keep it to what it was. So outside of the arrest of the Panthers, the biopic will also flash back to Afini's childhood and teenage years. Um, there's no report right now mm-hmm. when it's going to air, um, but Brian, are you as excited as I think you are? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's if it is if it is heavy on the Panther Twenty One, um, I would be more happy with that. Because to me, like a Phoenix Shakur, to, in my opinion, she wasn't really like a, a major role player in the Panthers. Like mm-hmm. her claim to fame really was being Tupac's mom. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, I don't even know if she was like the leader. Of the Panther Twenty One, who got like arrested and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be cool to see if there were some some things that maybe, um, in her upbringing that, uh, you know, contributed to how Tupac was raised and things of that nature. Um, but I, I would watch it, of course. Anything where on the Black Panthers, I'm going to watch. That's just 
I will say I think Jasmine Guy is going to do a good job. Uh, yeah. I think she's going to be <clears throat> um, she's going to be integral to the story. Definitely. Uh, I don't. You know what I'm saying? So I, I I am at least excited that like the leadership direction. Like it's no. Yes. You know, it's not a lifetime movie. You know, it ain't nothing crazy yeah. like that. Like I think Jasmine Guy is going to do it justice. And we love Jasmine Guy. We just are as fine as she was. We're just disappointed. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe she'll do an amazing job. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think she's going to do she, great. Yeah, she um, as long as it, it doesn't end up like her, her just her appearance over the years, <laughs> I think we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, speaking it's of Black thing, History Month, that DNA, that DNA, that DNA, do her well. you know, it's it's the white side. We don't blame Jasmine mm-hmm. Guy. We blame her no good white ancestors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, old people coming back to the stage, Martin okay. and the whole crew is reuniting. It has been 30 years since the show debuted originally. Um, and they, we've been like, you can play Martin today. And we are going to laugh, particularly my two favorite episodes. Yes. Let me ask you, Brian, what, what, before I say mine, what are your favorite Martin episodes? Oof, favorite Martin episodes usually are the ones with Brumman. Okay. Not Broadman, not Broadman, excuse me. Hustle Man. Hustle Man. Hustle okay. Man usually um are great. Uh, another one is when they go to the um vacation. Chilligan's Island. Yeah, and they fight the, uh, the little mouse or the mm-hmm. rat, whatever that thing is. Uh-huh. Um the episode when Martin needs to get his um his license back at the DMV. And the dude is calling him Almond Brown, Almond Joy. I would call you Almond Joy. Uh-huh. You so almond. <laughs> Um, the way episode with Little Richard is, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many. There's so many episodes that I'd be like, "Oh, that was that was a funny one." Well, Hustle Man was definitely like you used to do. That's one of my favorite ones. Mm. Uh, and I'm usually I wasn't a big like fan of Mama Payne. I thought she was a little bit too over the top Extra. sometimes for me. Yeah. Um, but that particular episode with all of that was was funny. Um, Ooh, oh, my, the other one is. I'm sorry, catch no, you off. No, the go one. Ahead. Other one when Gina. And Pam are trying to get into the social society. Uh, and Shanae gets good, in and them. Yeah. Shanae gets in, they don't. That's mm-hmm. a good one, too. Sorry. Uh, one of my other favorites is when Gina Hay gets stuck in the headboard. That's great. That's a good one. And she tries to do the presentation, and the dude was like, Psh, my wife got here, got stuck. <laughs> like, it was the same situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just relatable content. And then, as a side, even though that was funny and like dramatic, that's why it's so important to have like black colleagues and black executives mm-hmm. because he was legit able to understand like we've been smashing before <laughs> before work it ha- and happens. The, same thing, the same thing happened. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, but my all-time favorite episode is when they were interrogating, Martin was interrogating the crew. He had that fake Rottweiler. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a and good one. And you can one. see the whole crew like lost it. They, yes. they lo- lost it because that thing was <laughs> hilarious, bro. I almost cried tears every time I watched that episode because that's a good one. I feel Couldn't like Martin. I feel like Martin wasn't even like <laughs> he couldn't even keep it together. <laughs> yeah, he was walking around barking with this fake dog. <laughs> that was good. That was a good episode. That was a great episode. Uh-huh. Uh, Martin was <laughs> like Martin's style of comedy, specifically on his show, was very reminiscent of uh, the Wayans, like that over the top, real, yeah. like aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. What's the word I want to do? Not aggressive Physical comedy. Use, huh? Physical comedy, physical. There it is. That physical yeah. comedy. You jumping over stuff and all, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And you know, I'm not a huge fan of you know y'all. Y'all like that Wayne's brothers foolishness, but 
uh, it reminds me of their style, but I mm-hmm. appreciated it, Martin. But anyway, um, they're getting together for a third year reunion. Unfortunately, we do know that um, Thomas Michael Ford, aka Tommy, with no job, won't mm-hmm. be there because of his passing in 2016. However, everybody coming back Tisha Campbell, Tashina Arnold, Carl Anthony Payne are all set to reunite. Um, they just recently filmed it um, a couple of days ago on the 20th. Um, okay. And the reunion special will air um, on the, I think, the end of this month sometime on BET Plus. And it's going to be hosted by Afion Crockett. BT Plus also revealed that there'll be some surprise guests along with an interview with Cass, musical performance, and behind-the-scenes commentary about the show. Do you think, while they were different shows, that is it going to be as well done as the Fresh Prince one? No. <laughs> well, mainly because, you know, you can be talking about BT versus HBO. Yes. Let's the the budget's going to be different. <laughs> the I, I think Will, Will kind of pushed the reunion. Like I think he was kind of like behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Martin probably just showed up to this. Accepted one. it. Yeah. They presented the idea to him. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'll do it. Um, so I don't know. And let me go back to let me go back to say this. I'm praying the musical performance is not Tisha Campbell. <laughs> still, <laughs> still, still, still. <laughs> we got to push. We got to push it. Like, mm-hmm. we don't want that. We don't I want would that. actually mind her singing some of the things she sang in the show as like comedic reference, but yeah, I don't want no full out performance. We don't. We don't want none of those things. <laughs> we don't want none of that. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think Martin is going to pop up in some of his characters? Because they were staples. Yeah, like Mar- okay, so but what does because so, Martin's fat now? So what does fashion and they look like, bro? I don't know. <laughs> what does Jerome look like now? Like fat Jerome. Well, Jerome um, was already fat. Well, no, the the security guard was already fat. Yeah, the the, uh, the security guard, and then the Dragonfly Jones. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's all those characters, and we I think we we had it on an episode with the uh, the brother from um, Black and Bold. I think he said something about like there's more quotables on Martin, Martin. or was it somebody else? No, that and was that was yeah, drop. Like, I think Martin had more notable moments than Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, Shanene had moments. Um, Jerome had moments. Uh, it's just... It's Merry a, it's Christmas. A... Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> Feliz Navidad to all. <laughs> Boop. Feliz Navidad. Like, like, bro, you can't think about Christmas without thinking about that. <laughs> you can't. Like, you know, and when like Shanene's like, hold up, let me think. And then she goes to the side and she's like counting in the air and all you that kind of stuff. You got to go to work on Myra's feet. Like, <laughs> Right, <laughs> like we remember all uh-uh, those things. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm a lady, like it's the forever like, Shanae when she was in there with kid. Like, <laughs> I mean, classic episodes, mm-hmm. like you know. Um, so I think I I would probably just I'm more interested in Martin to kind of see those things, um, especially seeing how the show ended with all the you know drama behind it. Mm-hmm. I would love to see you know how deep are they gonna go into that stuff. Are they gonna yeah. go? You know, are they gonna keep it light? They've also reconciled. So yeah, yeah. So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably looking more forward to this one more than probably. The, I was looking forward to the Fresh Prince one, but I'm looking forward to this one to see how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, and that means so many we got to get a BET Plus subscription now. Right. I think Chris has one. Yeah, I about to say either I'm gonna get it for like a week. I might get mm-hmm. it anyway because because Xfinity count your days. I'm getting rid of you. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I am getting rid of you permanently. Uh, but yeah, we're excited about that. So when that drops, I'm sure Brian and I will do a full recap 
Um, and we'll let y'all know what we think. Atlanta television shows. Billboard is television heavy. It mm-hmm. just came back, and it's also about to end. Uh, the Atlanta yep. Star Creator <clears throat> um, and writer Donna Glover told us that it is come. First of all, they took like a three year break. Let's start forever. There. So let forever. me let me also say that while I'm excited for Atlanta to come back, I legit gotta go rewatch it because yep, I had I no idea what like my brain has like legit um like forgot everything that happened in the um in in the first two seasons. But anyway, um it is coming back for season 3 at the end of March, but they're going to air season 4 in the fall and Glover has said that that's the end. He had this to say. Um to be honest, I wanted to end at season 2. Death is natural. When the conditions are right for something, they happen. And when the conditions are right, they don't happen. Things start to get weird. You can't do too much. The story was always supposed to be what it was. And the story, it really was us. It was great. All that came out of this season and it ends perfectly. So shout out to Donna Glover uh, for giving us a show. Like It took the culture by storm. It did. Um, like a lot of people loved it, especially in black culture. I really like Atlanta. Like I said, I got to catch up. The only episode I didn't like that was like real weird and I still can't figure out was the, where he was like the white character, where uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character went and got the piano from the house. It was, I I still don't quite understand like the the cultural nuances and the the theme behind that one. Yeah. I just don't get it. I I know there's has to be a deep meaning somewhere in there. I just, I don't get it. I don't get that one. Yeah, we, you remember uh, the episode, Brian? I no, I didn't. I didn't see. Okay, it. I I, did, I have walked off season one. Okay, and like stopped like midway through season two because it was just like I walked away and never came back to it. Not because mm. I didn't want to watch it. It was gotcha. just, I just walked. Then you walk away from a show, and then like you like all right, I'll watch it later. And then other shows come out that just kind of give a little more um desire to watch because. As 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 good as Atlanta is, let's and I'm gonna go forward to go, go back to go forward. The great cast, like that yes. cast, is amazing. Um, but it's it's a little heavy to watch sometimes because it's it's a funny show, but you know you have to be in the right mind to watch it and really sit down and, like you said, kind of dig deep into some of the cultural, you know, references. What is he trying to say? What are the meaning within the meaning of the show? All yeah. those kind of things. Um, so. You know, I never went back to it, but I'm going to go back to it prior to the next season coming out. So I'm prepared and up to date. So staying on thing with shows on FX, you know that I'm going to give another chance because I feel like because of Black History Month, I have to do it. Okay, I'm going to give Snowfall another chance. Please do. It's a. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, I finished all of Ozark, and I had Black guilt. That I so because seasons one and two of Ozark were hard to watch, mm-hmm. especially season one. To me, season one was boring, boring. And I know it set up everything that we saw in season two, three, and four, but it was a tough, it was slow. And I don't give shows beyond three episodes. So the fact that I list, I trusted you and Chris and was like, I'm gonna do this thing to get this, this fourth season, and season three and four made it worth it. Great, great show. So Snowfall was the same thing. I got through like three episodes, and I was like, "Ooh, ooh, yeah, give it a this shot." This is tough, but I, but I said, if I can suffer through Ozark, I can suffer for the whites. 
I can suffer for the colors. You can. So I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch it. And Brian, this is what it says. I am going to do that. I'm going to issue you a challenge. Okay. You need to give Bel Air a chance. Oh, I'm going to give it a chance. Okay. I'm going to give it a chance. I say, I, I, was it you? It may have been Marcus who was like refusing to give it a chance. I think it was Marcus. Like, okay. I'm going to watch it. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. So I watched episode one. What's today? We're recording this on Wednesday. I want to say Monday night. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's a I, show. I, I believe. And that's it's the thing. Is, like, <clears throat> I have. Certain people I have faith in. I have faith in Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Like I have faith that if he's going to put his name behind something. Or like produce something, or bring back an iconic show like Bella. Even though it's not really bringing it back, it's a sure. reimagining of the show. Um, it's definitely that. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them. And it, and it, and, it, and he 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 um uh, negotiated two seasons. So like, I don't see them bringing back or giving us any trash. So, so I will say this. Of course, you already know it's not a comedy. Yep. Um. And a lot of the characters, all of the characters so far are present, mm-hmm. but they are presented in very different, outside of like Will, outside of the core family, they have a lot of similarities. Okay. Right? So, of course, think of it as a drama. What I told, you didn't ever watch Jordan Peele's Us, did you? No. I didn't okay. So, Us was all about, like, I'm still not completely sure about the complete meaning of that movie, but like part of it was the tethered versions of- those people. Right. I told Chris when we were discussing it when I watched it, though I only watched one episode, that I feel like while these are not the tethered in terms of like evil, this is definitely the dramatized, more darker side of these mm. characters. So come right. into that perspective. The other thing that I would tell you without giving anything away was that some of the characters from what we know of the show are introduced very early in very different ways. Like Lisa is episode one. Oh. Okay. Exactly. And how she's present, how she's introduced, you're gonna be like, mm. um, him and Carlton's dynamic. You know, they started off like kind of at odds, but mm-hmm. it is a different kind of tension. So, yeah. so yeah. And Hillary, completely different character. She's still like the vain, whatever, but completely different in terms of like how she's navigating. Like, just watch it. I think yeah. Ashley may be the most consistent. <laughs> <laughs> to what she was because Ashley started off as a, as a kid as a child and they right. you know pretty much pick her up there uh, but it is really good um my only my only critique that I will share even though you haven't watched it is his the quick transition from Philly to Los Angeles like mm. he literally they literally just upped and threw him on a plane and went and I would have hoped that since we're starting new that we would have right. got more of more of that more of that story about why he was um about why he was um you know transitioned to LA. But anyway, watch it. At least watch episode one, bro. Mm-hmm. And then um yes, we can talk about it next week. We can get into yeah, it I, next week. And I think I would have preferred that would have been cool to kind of do more Philly and kind of break down him and his mom's dynamic and why and how that could have been really a big deal for him to leave Philly. And even leaving his mom and going across the country, I think that would have kind of been cool to see um, that backstory, even though they didn't really give it to us on the uh, the main show. Yeah, for sure. Now they gave us some backstory, but it wasn't. It just wasn't in depth. It was quick. And I think I, the reason why my critique of it is because in the in the comedy we see Phil, not Phil, we see Will just show up. We kind of know right. the backstory, but in this they start him in Philly. 
So there mm-hmm. is more of a backstory. But once they get to that point, like on the basketball, proverbial basketball, well, not proverbial, real basketball court type of thing that we all know about, it literally ends there. Like after the incident, he get into some trouble and he gone. So while that may be true, I wish I just wish that would have been, I don't know. But but it doesn't that doesn't kill the show. Got it. So anyway, that's my only real critique. Otherwise, if but if you go in there expecting, I think most people didn't expect it to be a comedy. But if you expect it to specifically parallel Fresh Prince, you're going to be disappointed because it it just it just builds off those themes. It's a totally different show. Yeah, so I wonder if this if this might end up, you know, causing other shows like iconic shows to do more dramatic versions, like Say by the Bell, or you know, shows kind of similar to that. Well, Say by the Bell has some. Like, just go to the CW and pick a white show. All them <laughs> shows with them white kids and drum, right. all American. It's Say by the Bell with football. Like, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that. But to your right. point, like. And then I feel like when I, because I think about living single, but I feel like we've seen iterations of that with girlfriends and then insecure. Like, right. I feel like if you're going to redo living single, we literally, Issa Rae gave us that. She did. Because um, it, it, was, it was a dramatic comedy. It was a comedy, but there were, there were, some, there were exactly. some tense moments. Exactly. So, and then we got Harlem, we got um, Run the World, we got all these other different shows that build off that four kind of black women navigating right. New York. And even though, uh, Insecure was in LA, like you still big city, four women, four careers, best friends, like, I think we have that dynamic, so certain shows I wouldn't want to see, like Martin, I don't know what a dramatic version of that is <laughs> oof. Um, oof yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what that either. is, but I, but I actually to your point, I think I like that approach better than um, like rebooting a show, kind of like they did right. with um, what's the, what's the, what was the white people, where the man just died, the dad is just dad Dave's in San Francisco, Brian. What's the name of the show? Oh, Full House. Full House. House. Like Fuller House. Like, I think somebody liked it. Uh, or even like Raven's Home, the Raven Simone show, like right. the Lakia version. Like, I guess those reboots work, but I'm more, I would be more inclined to watch a show based off, except for when BET tried to do Boomerang into a show with these kids based on their movie. Yeah, I didn't even watch it. I didn't watch it either, but I just felt the commercials and stuff look bad. Anyway. Let's not get sidetracked. Uh, as we come to the end of the billboard, um, history was made in okay. Black History Month. Kiki okay. White is pregnant again with her 11th child. <sighs> the girl's fertile. In the year of our Lord, 2022, Kiki White is having general ancestor type family lineage. Brian, could you imagine having 10 other siblings? Oh, man, I love my siblings. I got three, four, four siblings, and I can't imagine having more like that's a whole basketball that's all like a basketball team bro so she's on her third husband like not that that matters but i think it gives context because she you know created a family with each spouse or whatever but 11 children bro that is that's a lot that's and a for those lot. right and for those that probably like you know y'all be celebrating the duggers who got like 18 and 19 kids like no even that's a lot like to me i think a Nineteen kids is a lot. Eighteen kids is a lot. Like anything over like five at this point, like is a lot. And honestly, like you have two, I have one, mm-hmm. and I'll be thinking some days like, how do people have more? How did my mom have four kids by herself? Like, what is that like? I don't understand how you can how you can do that. So eleven how, kids. Whew, like, I'm geez. trying to figure out, how, like you said, how did my mom have three? Because I struggle with my two. 
Bro, I struggle with one. <laughs> so I be like, like, the energy. Like, how do you have this energy? The thing like, about it, Kiki Wire probably got a little bit more money than us. Maybe not, because we know that career ain't as, you know. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but she does she does have some privilege there in terms of her musical career and residuals and concerts and shows. So, hey, as long as she can afford them, she can feed them and all the other good things, then I am not, I am not here to discredit how she's building her family and what she's doing so shout right. out to kiki wyatt and her family we wish her the best of luck in this pregnancy and hope that it is she has a safe delivery and without further ado we are mm-hmm. getting to something that we have not gotten into in a couple of weeks and okay. they don't last long yes. we get to the point uh-huh. we know you love them because it's every fan's favorite joint these are josh rogers athletic abbreviations Ooh. this week in josh rogers athletic abbreviations i want to go back to a weekend that happened in what they call the land that is cleveland ohio <laughs> that's where the okay. NBA all-star weekend came to be that is where lebron james y'all king your balding king the place okay. in his head that looks like the the wheat tree from the kojic symbol lebron james oh, from my there, god he traveled god. back there from the mm. lost from the lakes of los angeles while there are no lakes in los angeles he traveled back from the lakes of los angeles to be with all of his professional NBA colleagues and Brian, what a weekend it was. There were great, great performances. Weekend. There were skills challenges. There were three-point contests. There was an all-star rising stars challenge. Shout out to my, my boy Desmond Bain, number 22 from the Memphis Grizzlies, who was on the rising stars team. He was. You know, he lost the three-point challenge, but he held his own. He didn't have the lowest score in that group. Um, <laughs> and, and and a very underwhelming dunking contest. I didn't catch that one, but I heard mm. it was boring. I watched the skills. I watched the, the, the young men, I watched the three-point, but I didn't quite catch the dunk contest. But from what I understand, Brian, as an analyst here, par excellence, I didn't mm-hmm. miss anything. But let's mm-hmm. go on down to the main event. The main right. event was the big game. My yep. boy, my brother, my proverbial godson in my head, Ja Morant. Mm-hmm. First time as an NBA All Star was showing, I was dunking, was flipping, was jumping. They asked him, "How does he, he get was. too high?" John Morant said, "He said the goal is too low. The man has so much confidence in the thing." <laughs> but here, here's the thing: that was Team Durant, and he was able to. He was unable to be at the game. I think the passing of his grandmother. Right. So prayers to um, Kevin Durant and his hairline for that. But he was not there. <laughs> Team LeBron ended up taking home the championship, and he had a cluster of individuals. But the one who really brought it home for him was my best friend in my head, my other one, Uh Stephen Curry. (laughs) Wardell the second, if you will. He shot (laughs) 16 Three pointers, Brian. Do you hear me? That was a, yeah. that was total for over fifty points. All three pointers alone. We've talked about this. How the light skin phenom has changed the game. The man is doing it from half court. He's doing it in the left corner. He's doing it from the right corner. He's doing it everywhere. You can do it, brother. He is shooting threes. You yes. can't stop the light skin phenom name Wendell Curry. But despite his excellence, he did not do the winning shot. Mm-hmm. Your King LeBron did a little what they call it a, a fadeaway, a little fadeaway jumper. I'm doing it like <laughs> that's how I imagine it. It does it you know, swish, swish, a little fadeaway, little fadeaway. You remember in um almost Christmas when JB mm-hmm. Smooth said, you know, he hit the little it was like Shatow. I feel like that's the noise. <laughs> like Shatow, the fadeaway jumper. And that's what won uh, the game. But Team LeBron won. 
Um, and, and it was it was so goofy to watch the All Stars because they were just out there. They were just out there doing stuff, yeah. just throwing passing it from half court or all down mm-hmm. the court. Um, it was fun to watch. And but now the road to the playoffs are really here. Um, but here's the thing that was most intriguing to me. Uh huh. The other contested goat of basketball, Michael Jordan. Uh huh. I think he was not as impressed with basketball that weekend as he was with Monet Tejada. There huh. are several pictures with him and Mary J. Blige. Several. Where he's staring her in the eyes, grabbing her on her lower back, right above the booty. And I All believe Mr. Michael, I believe Mr. MJ wants some of that MBJ. He does. <laughs> he does. He does. I don't blame him now. I don't blame him, Monet. You, 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 have you seen Mary Styles in these performances, these last performance? Man. She's the queen of thigh high boots. She, she wore boots every, everywhere, any day. Like, I love Mary J. Blige. And she was looking right. Uh, and Michael Jordan's hand was all over her. Um, and it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was a great weekend. It was a great weekend. How do you feel about NBA All-Star weekend? Um, it, I think it, it used to be something that it was like a must-see TV. The dunk contest has been whack over the years. Um, I didn't really watch a lot of the uh, Friday or Saturday. I did watch the whole All-Star game, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, I just loved – I love basketball. I love to see the, the 75 uh, uh, best well, – the vote for the most 75 best players ever in the M- NBA was two plays during the halftime, which was great to see. Um, Shouts out to Kobe Bryant. Uh, and Vanessa Bryant and Gigi, um, but it was it was good to see. It was really good to see Steph Curry went off. He's born in Akron, Ohio. LeBron James won a game. He's born in Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was dope to see. And John Morant is uh, he's definitely um, he's the he's a superstar. But you know, God willing, he will be like the next face of the league. Oh, for sure. Like, it's going to be him. That other. Ball kid, and the yeah. one who plays for Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, good. they're going. They're 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 going to be the next faces of the of the NBA for sure. Yeah, and it's great to see that he's in Memphis and other dudes in Charlotte and small markets, but playing really big. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of the NBA for sure. Now that concludes Josh Rod's athletic abbreviations and the Billboard. Brian, yes, we got a guest. We do. We got a good guest, I believe too. I'm excited. We got a good guest. Um, Brian and I always talk about self-care and all the things. And what better yeah. way than to end Negro History Month mm-hmm. than to talk about the ways in which we need to relax, rest, relax, relax, relate, release, right? Yes. And just chill. So we're going to do that. So grab your drinks, grab your popcorn, whatever it is you're grabbing as your snack. Meet us down in the living room and let's have this important conversation. What's going on? Thank you very much for sticking around for the living room. And we are extremely excited, Joshua, because we have a very important person in the living room. We have another brother. I, I believe so. That we invited to the living room. And mm-hmm. anytime we invite, we don't just invite anybody. Black people we don't, we don't just invite anybody. anybody to our house. Our right? mama taught us better. You can't invite everybody in your house. Right. So we are a selective and we don't just bring anybody into the living room, but we do have a special guest by the name of S.O. Tolson. In the living room, Esso, how are you doing today? And please introduce yourself and let the people know who you are, what you do, and all the great stuff. Uh, I, I'm doing good. Thank you for uh, having me a part of this. Um, I'm an artist, you know, uh, in real life and at, at heart. Um, 
And I just, I create stuff. You know, I'm a creator. I create things that make people feel good, seen, adored, safe, you know, so on and so on. But, you know, that's that's what I do. That's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. And we're glad to have you here because I think as a creative, as an artist, the topic of discussion today is extremely important, I think, to you, even to us. Um, and something that we need to kind of talk about in the in our community, black community, is the topic of just black rest. Right. So what does that look like? You know, the frustrations of it all, the passions of it all, all the things that we need to do to decompress. Which is, and I said all the time at the beginning of the show, it's a great day to be black. But oftentimes it, it can be, you know, being black can be, you know, draining at times. Being black is lit. But you know what I'm saying? It is also cumbersome sometimes. <laughs> you know what? Being black is always lit. It, you know, they be saying black is tiring. No, racism is tiring. Yes. Uh, yeah. Black is you know, everything. Black is amazing. It's always a great day to be black. Always. Um, it's always never. If I told, I said, if I woke up white, I cry. I feel like I'd be cursed <laughs> if, my, if my melanin was taken away. <laughs> Wait a minute, Belago. Yeah, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. And I sympathize <laughs> and empathize with those who have it. But my God, um, but let's jump right into it. Mm-hmm. And so you, you know, we have a world-renowned TEDx speaker. In we our do. presence, I'm not, I'm not sure if you, if the listening audience understands that. I'm world renowned. I'm on it. I ain't gonna take. I ain't gonna take it away. I ain't gonna take it away. I'm sorry. You, let you, me let me do this. Walk in it. Is, walk in it. Is, walk is, in. is YouTube not a global site? It, it is. It's everywhere. It is. is the TEDx not on YouTube? It is. Is TED not a world renowned organization? It is. Okay, so we have the war now TEDx speaker here <laughs> with us in the living room. <laughs> and he happened to, you know, give his talk on, you know, the art of the chill. So mm-hmm. who better to come in here and talk to us um, about this? So let's like, I want to jump right into it. Um, before we begin into the nuances of what rest looks like for black folk, like, mm-hmm. how do you define rest? So, I mean, there are different types of rest. Sure. Um, and I think um, one of the, the things that I think Black people specifically need is rest that is not just sleep, you know, like we need mm-hmm. mental rest, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're concerned and worried or anxious about so many things all the time um, that, you know, some of our counterparts don't have to think about, like there's just so much that's taking space, you know, and we don't have a t- chance to come down from those things. Um, so it's mental rest, it's spiritual rest, um, and, and there are plenty of others. But um, the rest is just dealing with like sleep, like the physical rest. We don't get enough of that as um, a human race, especially in, here in the United States because of, you know, several um, isms that exist. So um, yeah, in, in general, that's, that's how I define rest. I'm glad you said that because that's something I really deal with a lot. And Josh and I, we kind of talk about this in terms of the importance of rest and the differences between resting and sleeping. And mm. a quote that Josh would love to bring up is a Steve Harvey quote that we really argue about this culture oh, um, where I think Steve Harvey says like millionaires don't get eight hours of sleep. Like they be, you know, they're up and they're doing things and all the things. When it's and, like, girl, you're sleeping. Well, go ahead, right? Right. <laughs> Right. And, and I'm like, you know, so, OK, whatever. So I'm like, you know, this whole culture of like get rich or die trying or grind till I die or sleep yeah. is like the cousin of death. And we, we've been ingrained of all this stuff. Yeah. And 
we just try to grind, 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 grind. And to me, it's, a, it's annoying and I don't, I don't like that. So what are, what are your thoughts on that? It's terrible. Like, yeah. grind culture is terrible. So grind culture, a.k.a. capitalism, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, is based off a model that was only serving a select group of people that started like less than 100 years ago or mm-hmm. roughly 100 years ago, right? Um, the eight-hour day model, five days a week model, like all, all of that is um, like a construct and contrived. And it puts people in a position to feel like they, um, well, you know, we've been taught that our value is in what we like put out, right? Like a day's work, you know, and so we feel good about working. Um, And so we've bought into that idea so much so that when we're not working, we feel like worthless. You know, when we're not working, Mm -hmm. we don't feel like we're of value. So... Um, a lot of us get into that, you know, grind where we have to work, like we have to, because that way we can feel like we're of worth, of value. Mm. And we don't like to rest because resting means like we're not valuable. You know, we're lazy. We're, you know, being lofty or, or any of these other things. And so um, grind culture reinforces that idea of like, you know, those phrases, like you say, I'll die when I sleep or, you know, sleep is the the cousin of death and all of that. And so we look at um, physical rest as a hindrance, hindrance to success. So we don't want to sleep. We don't want to rest. And so we don't even know how to rest properly or, you know, we don't even look forward to rest. We're like, oh, I just, I, I'm missing out. You know, I need, right. you know, mm. I'm missing out on the bag. I need to do this. I need to do that. But really it's just stressing us out. So, so like, yeah expanding that a tad understanding the cultural dilemma of the black tax right uh-huh. um we feel we we've often been told and sometimes it's true we have to work twice as hard to get half as much uh-huh. um and it's yeah. and it's you know kind of not putting you back on the spotlight so but a lot of us don't like to celebrate our you know, I, I know me and brian have had conversations where we both have struggled with celebrating ourselves Right. And so you and I have even had conversations about Josh, you need to pause and celebrate this. This is big. And I think uh, I think it's ingrained in our culture. Like we don't have capacity to pause and celebrate because the moment we stop, you know, what I'm saying that takes away from what we our output. Right. It takes away from what we could be doing. So how do we like leverage? All right, cool. I'm not with the grind culture, but also I recognize as a black man, I may not have, you know, the privilege to rest as often as I, you know, not just want to, but need to. How do we combat that dynamic? Um, I think there are, there are a couple of ways. The, the the thing is, so the reality is, we live in a capitalist society. Like for sure, we're not getting around that. But I think it's the things that you can control, things that you can, you know, navigate in your life. So, for instance. Um, taking a break or getting rest doesn't necessarily mean a two-week, you know, vacation in the Bahamas, right? It mm-hmm. could mean fifteen minutes in the car before you go in the work, you know, or before you go in the house, or before you go pull up to this event or whatever it is. It's like, what does that time look like for you? Like, prioritize that time because what what that space is is for us to connect back to ourselves, right? Um. There are a lot of distractions that have us be focused on all of these other things, you know, um, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, spouse, whether it's loved ones, whether it's job, whether, you know, whatever the things are, 
Um, and I think that's a bad thing, but we rarely focus any of that attention that we give to other things on ourselves. So creating a space for us to connect back to ourselves. And sometimes that is that 15 minutes before you walk in the car. Like I, I, I mean, I'll go, go in the house. Like I didn't know that that's what my dad was doing when he'd tell us, hey, y'all go, y'all go ahead, y'all go ahead. And he would just be in the car. Like I ended up like, why are you in the car? <laughs> you know, or, or any of those things. But what it's about is really just taking time for yourself. Um, and so, you know, start off small. You know, that could mean five, 10 minutes in the car before you do that. Then you might graduate to um, an hour, you know, before you get ready for the day, you know, you get up early in the morning or before you go to, you know, bed at night or whatever. But it's it's about taking the practice of making time for yourself and doing that consistently enough that it becomes a habit to where you have to make sure that you think about you in that day. So that's what it's really about. Yeah, and that's a great point because I feel like just society comes back to being capitalistic and really just in the construct of family and friends and everything like that. I think we're usually taught that taking care of ourselves, thinking about ourselves is selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and Josh argue, not necessarily against each other, but argue the fact that like you can't be your best self for others if you're not your best self for yourself. Absolutely. Um, and that's really a thing to where you find yourself being like hella stressed out. <laughs> and that really that 15 minutes being in the car or just being by yourself. And I have this, have this conversation, Josh and I have the conversation that like working remotely and, you know, being at home all day by yourself. And then sometimes your family's there all day. And then that kind of changes the whole dynamic of, you know, what it's like to have peace and solitude and, and quiet. And I found myself think, I having to really stay up at night just by myself and just because I really needed that moment just to get to myself, be by myself, yeah. and really rest. And and sometimes I've even I've even traded sleeping for just rest, like really just sitting in my office and just thinking, or either playing video games or just chilling, oh. uh, even oversleeping because I wanted that time awake alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Like to where, like you know, you're asleep, so you're not really alone. But if you're awake and alone, have the ability to just be yourself and be by yourself at that moment. Everybody else is asleep. I think that's a great, a great moment. Um, So I I said all that to say, you know, in in terms of really dealing with, and I kind of go back to go forward, really dealing with the the stark differences of what rest being awake looks like, and then sleep looks like, and then how. we probably need both and not one or the other. Absolutely. Like, <clears throat> okay, this is taking it like way back. Like, uh, well, probably not back too far. But, you know, um, when Big Mama or, you know, the elders would talk about, you know, oh, I'll I get rest when I die and I'll mm-hmm. be with my Lord. You know, like right. we, were, we were celebrating death <laughs> because we'll be with, our Lord and Savior, and that's when we'll get peace. Oh, that's right? good. that's a good word. That's a good word to throw in there. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, okay, so we so we gotta wait till then to get any form of peace, or you know, because Jesus you know, can give me peace right here. Like, no, we we gonna make all <laughs> that whatever that look like right now. And so, right. um, that I understand that, like, to have that moment to yourself so you can feel that peace while you're awake, like. 
to create what that looks like. And and just um, I'm telling you, like that 10 minutes five, or whatever time looks like by yourself, like you say, you sacrificing, quote unquote, um, sleep so you can have um, time awake, connecting to yourself having a peaceful moment like right. that's 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 so important and so like that's just a different form of a rest um with that's that, that could be spiritual rest you know mm-hmm. where your mind ain't like thinking about you know all the tasks you got to do or what's coming up or preparing right. for the future or whatever you could just be in that moment and just you know let your mind wander having the privilege of letting your mind wander because we don't always have that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's as important. That as, is so good. Uh, that is good. I love that how you talked about the privilege of letting your mind wander because we don't always have capacity, and sometimes we do allow ourselves to let our minds wander. It's not always in the spaces most appropriate because I've been on plenty of zooms and meetings that could have been emails, and my mind would wander because Basically. I'm like, first of all, it's wandering. The hell you call me to this meeting for? <laughs> then it's wandering. <laughs> but on top of that, it's like I, you know, what I'm saying, what can I be writing? What can I be doing? How can I be creating other things? I could be ideating in this time. That's good. That's but good. you made you made me think about something, and I know so personally, you love this show. But Brian and I, I think, probably are the the co chairs of the Insecure Fan Club. Brian, we are. We has, are. has possibly quite. Eloped with Issa Rae in his brain. Um, I want her. I want her. Issa, if you're listening. She is a beautiful child. It's time for an affair. (laughs) Um, But one out of all of the lessons I think um, Insecure taught us, and we don't want to get too deep in all that because this could be a whole nother show if we get too deep into that. But I think one of the consistent themes was, while they didn't always do a good job of it, was making sure you were putting yourself first while also being a good friend and a good partner. And what we saw in seasons four and five was these these real big focuses on self-care, mm-hmm. more importantly, mental health. And I think that is a major, a major component of rest uh, to be able to be in a space. Because here's the thing. If you are tormented or your mental isn't together, you quite possibly will not have rest and peace because there's so much going on. Yeah. Um, so let's talk through some of the ways in which we can, even if, you know, we encourage everybody on this podcast to go find a therapist. That is, we sure are do. advocates of Absolutely. that. But beyond sitting on the couch and preferably a black woman's couch, it's just my my point of advocacy there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but beyond that, what are some ways that we can implement self-care as a tool for rest? That's really good. Um, before I say anything, I am no expert on any of that uh i ain't <laughs> on nothing so oh, yeah. oh oh no it's okay we tell people all the time um that we give you <laughs> on this here cicely tyson's internet we give yeah. you the best non-professional therapeutic advice Good. that you can ever get so Good. it is it is all it is built the, into the disclaimer show. is already there it is already there we say it every week <laughs> you know on contract you know i just gotta let people know on my side that i, just, <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing um I think um, some of the best, one, I think believing that you're worth it. I think it, it that like that's a big part of it. A lot of us, you know, don't believe that we're worth taking, being taken care of or taking care of ourselves. You know, I think mm-hmm. understanding that you're, you're worth it, you know, um, 
one of the things I always say is, you know, that we're fragile, you know, as humans. Now, we don't mm-hmm. like that, especially men. I feel like we don't like to be called fragile, but um, we are. And we associate mm-hmm. uh, fr- fragility with weakness. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Really, fragile just means that you're so important that you should be handled with care. Right, like mm-hmm. the box. Mm-hmm. Right, you see some fragile, and they say, "Hey, hey, hey, don't be right. throwing this across the." You should probably, you know, space, you know, spend some extra care, some attention on that. And so that's who we are. Um, and I think once we believe that part, the other stuff will just kind of line up. Like, oh, I should be thinking about myself. I should be making sure that I have enough rest. Okay, I should be eating properly. Oh, what? Okay, mm, this is distracting me from this. Oh, and and when you start to like consider those things, I think things will kind of slowly get in place. But I think it really starts with knowing that we're important enough to take care of. You know mm-hmm. that that way we can get some help, and and knowing that um, we have access to help whatever that looks like, whether we can call somebody or it's a number or somebody we can call, we got a friend that work here or, or whatever. We have the tools to get the help that we need. So I think those are the two big things that um, can set us on that path. And that's, and that's good because the idea of worth, I think is so important, especially in our community. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what do we find worth? How do we know how much we are worth in terms of our, you know, are we finding validation here and there? And I think a lot of the times we, and I think we kind of said it earlier, like we, we don't really push ourselves or promote ourselves or um, feel like we celebrate ourselves because sometimes we don't feel like we really deserve the accolades, the, you know, all the things that we probably really do. We deserve, like we work hard, like for, uh, for instance, like Josh just did a, um, an amazing piece uh, we're blabbly with ESPN, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's something that, you know, and he probably w- w- wouldn't be, he wouldn't, you know, boast on himself or even celebrate himself, but that's you. Like you worked with ESPN, like, and, and Josh, like, I'm, a, time I'm he- one of the premier sports <laughs> analysts of this day. <laughs> <Tell him. laughs> right. And that's a, so that's a big deal. Right. right, he did Josh's athletic abbreviations, and he he was talking about wanting to do sports things and all that kind of stuff. And we joke about him being the you know the you know the the, the Stephen A. Smith of, of the jigsaw, right? And that's a big deal, right? But sometimes mm-hmm. we really don't boast ourselves because it's you know we don't feel like we are necessarily worth it. And Josh, you're definitely worth it. And I'm going to take the time on the show to say we salute you, we celebrate you. You're doing an amazing job out there. I'm glad to be your brother, your friend, uh, your partner. In the podcast, also in life. We'll be friends for the rest of our lives. Right. Um, Don't make me do the Denzel Glory tier on this show. <laughs> that was off topic, but I, it had to be said on the podcast. Uh, we do celebrate yes. brothers yeah. on love this uh, here show. Uh, we do love you. All right. So within that, you said earlier, I'm sorry, I'm off topic, but on topic now. Uh, you said something about understanding what you're worth. And when you uh, know what something is worth, you know it has value, but you invest in it. Right. Mm-hmm. So invest in that. So in, we... Uh, Let's kind of talk about investing in rest. So what are some ways we can invest in our rest? What do you think we can do? So um, I had these. So on the on my TEDx talk, uh, thank you, Josh. Um, Go ahead. (laughs) It will be linked in the description notes for everybody who want to check it out. We will link it in the description box. We're celebrating Um, black folks every day. You know, uh, I appreciate it. Um, So... 
I give four ways that we can incorporate more chill into our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first the first thing is uh, we have to schedule it, mm-hmm. right? Um, much like, you know, that lunch date, much like, you know, this other thing that's important to you, you have to schedule it, you know? So I don't know if, if it ain't on that calendar, it don't happen, right? So- Oh, <laughs> trust. <laughs> you know, so- Put it, put it on the calendar. That way you can make sure that you schedule time for chill, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is having a place to chill. Um, a lot of times we, we don't chill because we don't feel like we got an actual place to do that. You know, whether we in the living room with the kids or the spouse or we trying to, you know, make some time in the break room at work or we trying to do, you know, we just don't feel like we have an actual place to let our guard down and just be. Because we gotta be on for somebody, right? Um, so dedicating a, a space for the chill, too. Uh, the third one is just chill, uh, which a lot of us don't know how to do. Um, we right. were trying to, you know, check an email. Uh, we were trying to, you know, follow Back. up on this. You know, we uh, we try to do the hustle. You know, not the not the job, but the, okay, a side <laughs> hustle. Okay, let's get into that. It's like no, like like. Do nothing or whatever that is that means for you to chill. So three, when you get that space, just chill. Um, and then finally, um, <laughs> don't feel guilty for chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sometimes a hard thing. You know, we we always grinding. We feel like we need to always work on something mm-hmm. or make something better or you know stack on you know this or whatever. But it's like there, there'll be time for that. You know, this time is about you just chilling, connecting to yourself, and there's no reason you should be feeling guilty about doing that. So those are the things that I think that can help bring more chill into our lives in a way that makes sense to us. You know, it's not like the the frou-frou things. It's like, okay, this is some applicable things. It's like, okay, if you all you got is an hour in your day, like what does that look like for you to make the most of that hour, create mm-hmm. a space for yourself, um, to just sit and be, let your mind wander, do nothing, breathe, whatever, um, and then come out of that refreshed for whatever comes after that. So first of all, if you're going to read me, just call my name. Okay, <laughs> because because I am the one who will be out at somebody's whole birthday thing at a lounge and will be checking my email because I'm just like something is coming. First of all, I'm a little OCD in the fact that I hate notifications, uh, so I have to I have to train myself to not clear them. Um, but I think that I think that is so real. I think especially for Black folk and more so creatives, we have a hard time dealing with nothingness. Like, and stillness, right? Like, because it's like, if we're not doing anything, it's that guilt of, I could be creating. I could be doing something. And I don't, and I think sometimes we're not always cognizant that that consistent creative engine actually burns out our ingenuity. Because, you know, for those, I mean, Brian brought it up, I write on the side. Mm -hmm. um, And it's a passion of mine. I love to do it. But there have become times where I'm just like, I will sit there looking at a blank computer screen for almost an hour because I don't know what to, I don't know where to start. 
mm-hmm. because I've written so much or I've consumed so much of my time doing all these other things and not taking the time to rest and refuel that I can't give myself wholly right to the art that I feel like I'm called to create. But you mentioned something specifically, you used the word that you had from your TEDx about chilling. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference or do you differentiate between chill and rest? Um, I use them interchangeably. Well, okay. actually, it's the same thing. So okay. um, much like grind culture equals capitalism, you know, rest, chill, I, mm-hmm. you know, interchangeably. Um, I don't think them, of them as different because for how I look at chill is creating a space where you can connect to yourself, right? Um, and we look at rest similarly as this lofty thing, but mm-hmm. rest is a lot like, I think, so you brought up uh, being a creative. Um, for the creative process, if you're not taking a break, you literally miss the step. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you you need time away from the thing. Like, so let's say you're, you're doing this, um, you're writing a piece, right? And you're, you're you're just so close to it. You've been working on it for like hours and hours. I could do this for hours. Cause you' about to get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I sit and talk to you for hours. I want to give you your flowers. <laughs> give, us a, give, give us some other version. Give us some other champagne version. showers, uh, shrimps and lobster towels. It was right there. It was but right. It's there. me that gets devoured. I had. I had. <laughs> um, but no, like you, you've been working and. <laughs> You, you can't see the work anymore because mm-hmm. you're just so close to it. But when you get that break, you step away, you go eat a sandwich, you know, watch a TV show, play a game or whatever. You can come back and then you can see fresher. Like, oh, yeah, okay, that does sound good. When you reread it, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay. Or you'd be like, oh, mm, okay, I don't quite like how. Let me switch that up. You can't do that if you never take that break. It's like It's like the coffee bean. You know, like when you, you know, smell a perfume, that coffee bean, it makes it fresh. And it's like, okay, cleanse the palate. Okay, let's get back into it. It it just keeps you refreshed for the creative process. So literally for creatives, if you are not taking a break, you miss the step. Like a break or getting time to rest or chill isn't going against anything. It's part of the process. And you have to put that in the process for whatever you're working on to be that much more successful. So let me ask you this. W- explain to us the difference between the art of chill as a state of being and the art of chill as a practice. Um, I'm trying to see if there's a, a difference. Because you can Although, be chill but not be chilling, yeah. right? Yeah. I think so. I think that's hard for somebody like me because I'm always that. That's that's my mo. Like I'm always chilling. Like I'm not gonna let anything get me above here. And if I do, it's time to go. Like I, mm-hmm. I ain't got to place. So uh, nah. Um, but for people who are working on that to be in a more <laughs> you know consistent state of chill for you know them and their lives, um, I think one can influence the other. Like again, everything is like. A, a muscle. So, like, if you don't know how to chill, uh, it's like that first day at the gym. It's like, okay, let me work on uh, my, my chill, whatever that your biceps or whatever you. Like doing. the first day in the gym, Brian. So it, don't do I, that. 
Don't do that. That was loaded. I don't know what that is. <laughs> don't do that. It's, it's okay. He, he understands. He understands. Okay, as long as Brian understands. You know, <laughs> um, um, but no, nah, um, you, you have to develop it. So like if you ain't got that chill, you try to understand like how can I get the chill? You just create a habit. Chilling mm-hmm. um, is a habit. So Okay. Yeah, well, I'm I'm chill, you know. You know, until Josh, you know, says things and then we gotta fight. So it's cool. You ain't gotta worry about tomorrow. Ain't that what Anthony Hamilton said? If you're cool, then I'm cool. Then we're uh, cool. We're, we're cool. cool. Yeah. Right. Um, so let's let's pivot a little bit, you know. Um and the kind of Josh kind of says about checking notifications and emails mm, and stuff like mm, that. And mm, um mm. and we all have family, friends, and I think as black men for the most part. I'm pretty sure Josh is probably could say that too. Also, like people come to us for things. They want your time. Mm-hmm. They want your energy. They want to be mm-hmm. on your calendar. It's like, please, please, please give me, give me, give me, give me. So I, I think one thing I would love to kind of talk to is the art of saying no. Yes. And what that looks like in, in the process of even being chill and how to navigate um, choosing yourself and saying no um, to, to maintain your chill or, or to get that rest. Yes, it's so important having those boundaries. Like when you create that space, or you like when you when you schedule time to chill, and then you have a space to do that. Everybody don't get to be in that space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not your, your your kids, not your your spouse, not not even your mama. Like that that space ain't for nobody but you. Um, and so if you can actually create that, cause everybody can't do that, you know, that, that's, that, that's, that's kind of, you know, oh, yeah. but if you can actually create a space where you can have that for again, 15 minutes, if you can do that for 15 minutes, uninterrupted, that that's amazing. Um, some people like, I, I don't have those, uh, things. I, ain't, I, don't, I, ain't, I ain't got that. So I can, I can create what that looks like for me, maybe a little longer, or maybe I got, you know, some more leeway in that, but whatever it looks like for the, that individual in their life, um, they have to set those boundaries and be okay with people being upset with them saying no. Um, because again, this is about saying yes to you. Right. Um, and that's something I had to deal with. Like um, me saying no is a newer thing um, because I honestly deal with uh, people pleasing mm-hmm. and I don't want nobody, you know, down and I don't want nobody to feel bad or whatever about me and me saying no. And like, I don't care about what they got going on or whatever. Um, but I had to learn that um, what I needed was also important. Yeah. You know, like, if I didn't have enough time to go to this thing, this function, because I needed to work on this or I needed to do or whatever, or if I just didn't want to do none of it, that that was okay. And I needed to honor that. Cause every time I didn't, I, I didn't do that. I wasn't honoring myself. Like I was putting myself on the back burner. Mm. I wasn't honoring my own needs. I wasn't mm. honoring the things that were important to me. And so For I sure. got into a habit of like, putting my needs um, below everybody else's needs. So if something happened like last minute, it's like, oh, well, I'm saying no to myself again. And so then we get a habit of just saying no to ourselves so much that it becomes second nature. You know, like, oh, yeah, I'll just put this down. You know, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do more hours at work. Oh, yeah, I'll do sure. this. 
I'll do it. You know, sure, <laughs> I'll incorporate all these things. And then knowing that you didn't want to do it in the first place. Like, it's not right. like, oh, 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 all of a sudden, you didn't want to do none of that. You didn't right. want to. So it, it, it's, it's, it takes practice to yeah. say no yeah. and honor yourself. And, and knowing that you saying no to somebody else isn't you being mean, you being this terrible person. It's just about you honoring what's important for you. And then people who understand that, like if they, if they there for you, you know, They'll, they'll get that. And then even if they, you know, don't understand it right off, as when you start showing that consistently, they ain't got no, you know, choice, really, but to be like, all right, fair enough. They'll get along. So That's so good because, you know, to be churchy for a minute, they will understand it better by and by. By and by. And, I think, and I, think that, <laughs> I think there is so much beauty in the by and by because... Mm-hmm. Us getting to the place of creating boundaries wasn't immediate, right? We had right. to grow to learn mm-hmm. how to say no. And I think sometimes it's hard as saying no to the people who mean the most to you because mm-hmm. there's this thing of I if, if I give you a no, it's like I'm disappointing you. Or yep. I think beyond disappointment, it's like it is. I know for me personally, it was a way that I wasn't able to sh- I felt as if my love for you was compromised with my no as if you would receive my no as me loving you less. And it, and it eternally guilted me into saying yes to things. I had no capacity to say yes to. And in this, you know, therapeutic space where, you know, I've done, done the work and I'm doing the work and committed to the work, you know, saying no is vital to not just my rest, but my own existence. Right. Because I have to save space for me. And I think what makes it seem selfish, but it's really not selfish, is that if I am not fully charged, then I can't I can I can't not only give a hundred percent to you, but I also can't give a hundred percent to the things that make me an asset for you. Right. So if you look at me as an asset, like the one that you can go to for this or the one that you can come to for that, like I can't be that asset if I'm not full. So I need to consistently be full. So I guess my question for you is like, what are some of the nuances of prioritizing rest in relationships, platonic, romantic, um, whatever ship you find yourself in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Prioritizing, so okay, priorities, mm. prioritizing rest in relationships. Mm-hmm. I have to say it slower, like it, like. Hmm. Yeah. So, I think you have to be honest and transparent with that person that you're in that ship with, right? Hmm. Um, if and you know, we can get to love languages. You know, if if you're a person that is low, you spend time and you love spending time, like that's your love language. And it's like, okay, yeah, we. We're spending time. I love this. Love spending time. And you ain't really got uh, enough time to be spending that kind of time. Even though you enjoy it, it's like, all right, if we do this, this is what I got. I got two hours to be in this space and I could be in this space present, fully committed to this space for two hours because that's mm-hmm. what I have. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I have to do the next thing. And... If that person or people you're in that ship with get that, 
that's great. Um, if they don't, then it's like, is it something that I want to, you know, really invest time in or develop or whatever? Like, then you then you can get to those questions. Yeah, but it's it's challenging um, when you have to get to that space. And people don't understand. You know, they want even more of your time. They want even more of your energy. Yeah, and it's like that's not that's not fair to you know you. And, you know, recognizing that, that, you know, it's, this is something that, um, isn't just one-sided, like as much as you want me to be here and as much as I want to be here, this is how I can be here. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. And being really firm on how you can show up. I love that. The how Mm -hmm. of it all. Yeah. And I think that's the part that is tricky to you know get into because it feels like oh well you just you know doing it like oh whenever you want to you just and it's like no it's not that this is I, this is what i have because you know maybe it's a, a busy season you know maybe okay the work is hectic or i'm really focusing on school or whatever um right. i had to do it some years ago i had uh this summer class and it was it was um it was like calculus um, college, class. and I was like, "Ooh!" So uh, it was like six that. weeks. Oh my god! I I, <laughs> I I I sat my family down. It was like, "All right, so for six weeks, y'all probably ain't gonna be seeing me. My closest people will be these people I'm in class with. Um, <laughs> they, they're gonna be my friends. They're gonna be my people. If y'all need anything from me, y'all let me know. And these are the times I'm available to do that stuff with y'all." Outside of that, I these six weeks I'm dedicated to this thing, right? And mm-hmm. they understood that, you know. And right. so I was able to, you know, do these these homework assignments. You know, we going to the the coffee shop at just late hours working on. I take you to the candy shop. I'm sorry, that just hit my spirit. <laughs> what coffee That's shop? Another song. Shop. I know. I let you lick the lollipop. That's rest. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay, it could be, it could be. Um, but oh, I, I had to have that conversation um, with them because they, I was in a ship with them, mm-hmm. and I wanted them to know uh, what was happening in my life. Yeah, and it's for like, sure. Hey, this is what's going on, and being very transparent about this is what I'm able to commit to. This is what I'm able to do. They got that, and then I, hey, gotta, I almost got an A in that class. Got a B plus. Knocked it out. Um, and then I was able to come back and be fully present in the way that my schedule allowed before I got into the six-week, you know, college uh, summer class. But in in all of that, it's about making sure that you do the things that uh, you need to do to take care of the things that you need to take care of. And for then for sure. the people that you love that, are, that you're in a, a ship with, um, understand that. And then you can move forward, you know, from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's good because the fact of, I think the people that you love, if they really love you, they'll, they will hopefully understand. They should understand. They should. And if they want, they want, yeah, they, and they want what's best for you. Um, that's what I had to learn too. Like I had to learn even in therapy, like uh, I explained all the people pleasing I did. They were like, that's not sustainable. And they were like, you're going to end up resenting the people um, that you're trying to please. Yeah. Uh, because you've been saying yes all those times. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That's that's good. So I learned some things. Look at this black man doing the word. I love that. That's good. Sustainability yeah. is a really good word in this. Like, 
Um, there's a quote. Um, I forget who said it, but self-sacrificial love isn't sustainable. Mm-mm. But we use that all the time, like sacrificing ourselves, you know, our time, our energy, our expertise, our know-how. And that's how we're, you know, told, like, it's the ultimate expression of love, this sacrifice, sacrifice. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, but that that's not sustainable. You can't, you can't continue to show up like that. Like, maybe once a month, it's like, all right, right. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this <laughs> one time. And because I love you so much, I will, I'm willing to sacrifice this thing for this. Yes, that's good. Don't do that four days in a row, all right? Or, right. You know, right. like, you can't sustain that, so... Yes, that that's a good word, sustainability. Yes, I am not from Nazareth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. I don't have capacity. Look, to be sorry, but I am from Memphis. I am yeah. from Memphis. Okay, I am not from Nazareth. You, if you want that level of sacrifice, you go to the altar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah habit um as we seek to wrap up like the formal part of this conversation right um brian i, I don't think we need to do a black man self-care segment because i mean I this, is, so. this, this is this is all self-care. it this is self-care. self-care we talked about it but so i'm gonna ask you this right here what is what does what does rest and self-care look like for esso Ooh. Or what are some of the things, especially specifically, because we want to know what are some okay. of the things you're doing currently to rest and relax and to and to chill um, I do a lot of nothing. Um, okay, right. <laughs> and what it does is I get so. Um, I I've been privileged to be in the space of. Um, I don't even know. Um, but I've been I've I've been creating it for like years. But like this year, I'm like ultimately in this space, right? Yeah. Um, I get to I get to be an artist, like. I literally get to create at this point and a lot of um, that creative process and a lot of that work is mental. Right. Mm. So having space to let my mind wander. Right. Um, Even though that's, that's work um, in a sense, having space to just sit and be is so important. Um, And, you know, I got plants, you know, uh, they teach me a whole lot too. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Plants. What are the plants saying? So, what plants been? Te- you know, I've been I've been a plant. I like I like to say zaddy. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> for at least a plant like the past um, two years since since quarantine. I had plants before then, but like it's been like a thing since then. And what they teach me is they help me, in fact, with my relationships with other people. Okay. Um, plants need different things, like people. You know, we can't treat them all the same. You know, mm-hmm. you try to give them the same amount of wa- water. Um, try to put them in different, you know, positions in the room, and they may work for some plants, but it might not work for others. Right. And right. so I had to listen to the plant. I almost killed a plant um, because I thought it looked cute in this corner, and it was like. <clears throat> Uh, like it, it's struggling, right? right. Um, <laughs> and it's like I need some light, bro. You killing me? You right. Kill- and so I was like, "Oh, well, let me move you over here." And I mm-hmm. couldn't put it over here because I wanted it to be here because it looked cute. 
Mm-hmm. It needed mm-hmm. something more. Wow. And so I had to make sure that I put it closer to the light because it needed some more light. And one, I was overwatering. It was like, bro, I don't even need that much water. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, you can go ahead and take care of them. I, all I need, you, you hit me <laughs> one time a week, I'm good. Good. And so paying attention to them and listening to them. So, oh, okay. So they like different kind of people. So, like, you got friends that, you might see once a month or once every quarter and it's like y'all ain't like never stop talking, you know, consistently or whatever. Yeah, yeah. People need a little more time and attention and that's cool too. But it's like understanding what those people need to maintain those relationships. Um, so uh, plants help me with that. They, they, they just don't be like talking to me and I ain't got to spend like that kind of amount of time with them. So it's like, it's different. But um yeah, those those are some of the like big things that help me just kind of like be at rest and just be at ease and you know, um, yeah, those those help a lot. Okay, well they do have plant dad meetups. Those are things now. I've just learned that they have plant so dad meetups. Me and uh, one of my homeboys, he hit me up about the video because I saw the video. Somebody sent me the video <laughs> like, all weekend. and been sending me this video, and I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, now I wasn't gonna do it because I ain't had a capacity to like put it together because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm working on some other things. But mm-hmm. my homeboy hit me up. He was like, he want to do it. I'm like, okay. Now if you're gonna spearhead it, I'll join you in putting <laughs> together. Um, and we planning one for next month, so it's gonna be look at uh, me. Niggas with plants. Niggas with plants. <laughs> I have I have two plants. I'm gonna buy a couple this weekend. But. I love hey. that. Yeah, that's not like a shirt. Niggas with plants. Niggas with plants. <laughs> I like that a lot. And I don't even have a plant. But get I like plant. that a lot. I would Josh, wear that. Just get a plant. It's time. I'm gonna get a cactus. I need I need I really low maintenance. Yeah, cacti. Yeah, for sure. Or so, so a snake plant is good. Yeah, I have low a snake plant. Low maintenance. Yeah. I have a snake plant and I have a I don't know what the other thing's called, but yeah. Okay. Um okay. Well, we um great conversation. We appreciate that. Um, so much. So much information. So let's go a little lighter. Can we go a little lighter? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. All right. So what we like to do here at the Jigsaw, we love games. We love to play games. We love to Ooh. you know, and it is you know, we love to challenge, you know, people's not necessarily mm-hmm. blackness. Mm. Right. But just challenge the, the level of culture that they do have. Especially during Negro History Month. Especially. <laughs> on black people appreciation month mm-hmm. um in in the world we we appreciate everybody all the time black people all the time but just for um, us just for us but we like to do this thing called culture code yes. um and where we ask you a couple questions and you have to give us the best answer and just to let you know you will be judged based off of the answer yeah. that you we're not give. even be politically correct so we ain't gonna judge you or we will <laughs> definitely judge you yes. <laughs> and you'll get you don't get that like what face if, it, if it's not a good answer <laughs> it, it i'm ready i'm ready Okay. All right. So, Josh, do you have anything you want to give, or you know, which I'm I want off? you. To, I want you to start off because while Esso is a Memphian, he's not native. So there are some things okay. that I'm I'm keeping in the. I got right here on my hip form. So you go ahead with <laughs> yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right. So let me start here, and we are going to start. Where is that at? All right. Let's start here. Okay. So I'm nervous. Okay. It's All okay. Right. Don't, don't need to be nervous. Let's let's go. Let's go movies first. Let's go movies. All right. So. Coming to America or Boomerang? Oh, mm-hmm. I have no Boomerang. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I, I agree. 
Oh, no, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, Coming to America's greatest movie ever made. You know, that's new to so, so I, I have to say, for, for me, for me, as a black creative, it was so inspiring seeing other black creatives in that world, high level executives, yes. creative directors, marketing, college shots, yes. marketing. And I had never seen anything like that before that. And so that it was an inspirational and aspirational as well as just a great movie classic. And Perfect. Eartha Kitt. Perfect. And Eartha yeah. Kitt. I Eartha mean, Kitt. all the names that were in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eartha Kitt. Uh, what's the, uh, Sharon J, what's her real name? Um, what is oh, her name? That girl. That uh, The bishop's sister. Yeah, Jones, Leslie Jones, not Leslie Jones, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> well, Grace, 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 Grace. Jones, yes. Grace. Grace. Jones. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Grace, a fall from Grace. We'd never have a moment to throw Tyler Perry under the bus, and the uh, and the, the the plethora of wigs that woman changed in the one interrogation room. She went uh, through five hairstyles. Neither here nor there. Brian, next question. Next question. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's do Suto. Stay staying in the movies, film, right? Let's do um, Angela Bassett or Viola Ooh. Davis. Ooh, that's good. What? <laughs> yeah, you got to choose. <laughs> oh, that seems unfair. I'm going to go with Angela, though. Okay. Um, okay. That's muscles good. over snot. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay, here's another one. We do we do, we do actors. We do actors. All right. <laughs> that was good. Did I say something? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> all right, all right. Wow. Denzel Washington or Will Smith? Mm. Um, so um the black in me wants to just go straight to Denzel. Mm. Um but it seem but that will almost seem unfair. Um oh man. Well, I feel like you you would have to have Denzel before you have to before you had a will. Mm-hmm. I would so I'll I'll justify with saying that like you wouldn't have will without Denzel. So I will lean into Denzel. Okay, all right, that's good. All right, let's do something else. Let's just go this way. Let's go nineties R and B or nineties hip hop. R and B. R and B. Oh, okay. Yeah. R and B. We're in alignment. Yeah, it makes sense. Let's stay within that vein. SWV Ooh. or Destiny's Child. Ooh. So the black in me wants to go straight to SWV, right? Um oh man, that's that that's a good that's a good matchup though. That's a good matchup. I didn't I wasn't expecting that. Um I'm gonna still mm, mm, mm. Yeah, that was a good song. We're going to still go SWB. Well, Brian, can I piggyback on that? Go for it. 90s R&B still. We're still here. Categories 90s R&B. Weak, SWV, or can we talk Tevin Campbell? That's a good one. That's unfair. <laughs> you talk about two classic. I am. <laughs> both are classic R&B songs. Yeah. And like they both get the people going. Here. Sing them at the top of your lungs. This is okay. This is. Mm. I try hard to fight it. Mm, 
No, we're not denying. Your love so sweet. That's good. Knocks me on my feet. Kicha, I can't. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. And just like a you were too shy, but you were the only one. So was I. And I, woo, glory to God. <laughs> am I picking between them two? You are. Which one would you rather hear? Uh, um, I'm just gonna pick one because I love both of them. I'm gonna pick um Tevin. Can we talk? Okay. There's really no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. I, to yeah, that, that was honestly. bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> there's really no wrong answer. There's really no wrong answer. Um, another one more R&B song. Uh, we always ask the people: Mama's Gun or the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Hmm. Esso gonna be so, mad. Uh, um, <laughs> so I think Mama's Gun is Erica's best work. Um, as a project, uh, Miseducation is Lawrence's only work. Uh, I mean, she has some other stuff around that. That ain't all shade. Um, but yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I would be better with these. Um, we we go okay. We're gonna go with miseducation with this, only because okay of <laughs> the level of diversity that was on that album by itself, and it was the best album. Uh, it, it won best album that year. Breakout artist. Okay, uh, we had watched Erica. I mean, well. Lauren at that point, uh, from being the girl that was causing all the trouble uh, for Whoopi, and then she turned into this amazing <laughs> car with all of this. <laughs> like, it was incredible to watch, you know? And it's like, look at Not her. causing she all the trouble for Whoopi. <laughs> Rita Watson. Rita, Rita. Watson. Rita. Singing does not pay the bills. Singing does not put money on the table. Singing, you can sing your shoulda, coulda, woulda down on the street. You know what? I can sing. That can sing. We don't The choir and the competition are out. If you butt my mommy one more time, give me, give me that stuff. Give me that music. Yeah. We, uh, Sister Act Two needs to get yeah. all the flowers. It is so black. Shout out to Shirley it's, Ralph. <laughs> Shout, yeah. out. Shout yeah. out Shirley Ralph. Un- un- underrated. Oh my god. Supreme underrated. And I love her as Mrs. Howard at Abbey Elementary. But that's another great, great show. Yes. And she was no. also in Dream Girl. She was the original Dream Girl. She was, she was the, the original, original uh, Dina. Dina. Yeah. yeah, she was Dina. She, Every man she, has his own special dream. She walked with Beyonce could fly. <laughs> And a dream just about to come true. Life's not as hard as it may seem if you open your eyes to us. Yeah. She channeled that 70s energy, didn't she? That neck, that Beyonce Dream Girl's neck. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Jennifer Hudson is loud, her solo version at the end of Dream Girls is She brings the angels in. When she comes in, I don't just go back. Just go listen to it again in your in your spare time. No, I no, promise no. you, it will invoke the presence of the Lord. 
it comes in so strong. I know Brian don't do the musicals. I do musicals. My wife doesn't do musicals. I like musicals. Okay. All right, Brian, you got some more? I have changed. Um, Ooh, now I want y'all to sing that at my funeral. Because even though I'm dead, I'm still changing. I changed. Don't get me caught up, Brian. It all don't right. take much. Don't take much. It don't take much at all. Couple Brian. questions. I'll be, I'll be out of the way. Okay. All right. Sweet or savory grits? Savory. Okay. Salt and bubble. Right. Um, you know, the niggas love to dance. So the wobble or the cha-cha slide? One hop this time. Um, the wobble is cooler. Um, cha-cha is classic. It's classic. Any slide, really. But I think the wobble is a lot more hip. So I will go with that. Okay. All right. Um, and since you live in Memphis, right? You live in Memphis? Mm-hmm. I need you to finish this line. Okay. Go ahead. It starts off by saying, slob on my what? Nah. I was going to I was gonna debate if I was going to like be funny and put something else there. But, wow. Like corn on the cob. Checking mm-hmm. with me. <laughs> and do, and your do your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ain't gonna even go there, Brian, because you know how that you know how that gets me going. It gets you going. It, it stirs you, you up in the Holy Ghost. It does. Juicy <laughs> is my name. I can't help but sex is my game. Let's call the boys. Let's run a train. Please on my nuts. Lick on my butt. That natural killer hair. Please don't touch. Woo! See, they were talking about groceries back then too. Listen, and that's self care. Mm-hmm. We hope that's rest. <laughs> you don't just buy groceries, you get them eaten. Yeah. <laughs> but it's me that gets devoured. Amen. <laughs> I was on. money long. Me <laughs> <laughs> gets devoured. Oh, woman of God said that. <laughs> she said it several <laughs> times. Oh my God. Oh, Esso, this has been an amazing conversation. The best, bro. Thank you so much for coming on and talking Absolutely. to us about self care and rest and chilling and all of the great things. We definitely got to have you back. Um, yes, to just kick it with us in the living room. We ain't gonna talk about you know as much serious stuff. We're just gonna come and kick it for a minute. I think me and Brian are figuring out a way to bring in some of all of our friends. We are to the living yeah. room and figuring out a way um, to do that because we got so if we can get all y'all in a room. That uh, will be a not safe for work episode number one because it's just going to be us being doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we're and puzzle pieces, please don't pressure us to make that happen tomorrow because it's not. Um, right. We don't have capacity. That's part of the chill. We need time to do that. Um, right. But <laughs> with all that being said, understood and accepted, bro. Tell the people how they can connect with you. Some things that you got going on that you're willing to share, and um, what can we look for next out of Esso, the cool urban hippie? Yes. So. Um, <laughs> For the things that I got coming up, um, you can just find me at Cool Urban Hippie, H-I-P-P-I-E, um, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. They all the same. Um, or you can just find me at Esotosin, E-S-O-T-O-L-S-O-N.com. And you can see the stuff I got on there. I got merch. Um, got T-shirts. Got prints, you know, to help you stay inspired and mm-hmm. you know, all of that. But um, yeah, I'm 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 just continuing doing that work. Um, I want to let people know that they are uh, important. 
Uh, I want to let people know that they can make some time for themselves, and yeah. I do that in a lot of different ways, and uh, we're just going to keep that moving. So yeah. yeah, and it's quality. I have a shirt. It is quality. It is nice. It let is. It sits on my skin. It'll make me itch. Mm. It fits well. You know what I'm saying? It highlights my muscles and my traps <laughs> and all of the things. So please um, go check it out. Um, the Cool Urban Hippie. Go to his store. Uh, you can tell them that we sent you, but you probably still won't get a discount because we believe in, in paying people's full price mm-hmm. and what they ask mm-hmm. for. I will say um, thank you. <laughs> full price. Um, so, Brian, um, you ready to move on to the next segment and get into the listener letter? Let's go ahead and do it. Let's do it, bro. All right. All right, good people. We are here. That was an amazing, amazing, oh, amazing living room conversation. Shots and so thank also. you again, brother, That's for coming. But where we are right now is to read your letters. And this is a segment we love to call the P.O. Box. Um, and you too can get your letter answered or write to us and get an answer by just writing in to ask the jigsaw at gmail.com. Yep. We will read your letter out loud, give you a pseudonym because we respect your privacy we and do. your pronouns. And we will give mm. you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tice's internet. So huh. that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, Yes. who do we have and what do they want? All right. Looking in this here P.O. box, we have, uh, we have uh, pronouns. He, him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. Um, James Evans. James Evans. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what's up, brothers? Uh, your consistent conversation about self care has inspired my journey to take better care of myself. I have been taking small steps to ensure I am taking care of me, booking massages, carving out quiet time, building focus playlists, etc. Recently, I mentioned to my partner that I have to have a day to myself. Like a full on staycation or to a place not too far away. They told me that they support my journey, but this was too much. My partner thinks I am tired of them and that's not really true. How do I reconcile this with them? Do I go anyway? I'm reading that again. So they told me that they support my journey. This was too much. My partner thinks I'm tired of them and that's not really true. How do I reconcile this with them? Do I go anyway? Love the show. Thanks, James Evans from Cabrini Green Apartments mm. Projects. Brian, you want to go first or want to go first? Yeah, go for it. Um. Okay. So first and foremost, you are not wrong to to take a time away for your to take time away for yourself. Um. This is something me and my wife have talked about as far as once a month having a mental health day. Uh, either that be you can choose whatever you want to do for that day. You can go away, get in a hotel and spend a night and just chill by yourself. Um, my wife just had one of those this past weekend working on a dissertation. So I uh, booked a hotel from Friday to Sunday. She stayed in the hotel the whole weekend uh, for the most part by herself. Um, and she said it was amazing. It allowed her to even if she wasn't working on a dissertation to just sit in the hotel binge watch TV show that she can get a chance to watch. She didn't have to be a wife, didn't have to be a mother. None of those things for at least 48 hours, which was a, a great recharge for her. Mm-hmm. And she came back home. She was ready to hang out and chill, all that kind of great stuff. So 
Um, how do you reconcile it with them? You say, hey, this is something I feel like I need. Um, I can, you know, if you want me to want me to, if you want to know where I am, sure. You know, if it's, if it's about trust, I'm staying at this place. This the room number. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. If I'm at home, I'm here, right? Um, do I go anyway? Yes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, yes, you go anyway. Like, you know, because this could be literally saving your life. This could be saving your um your mental. This can be keeping you there, right? I think some people don't understand is like, you know, there are moments when sometimes I can be transparent. When I go away, it 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 helps me want to come back. Right, because if if anything, it it, it recharges me, it re, rejuvenates me. Um, I miss home. But if you if you're always there and you're always feeling a certain way, then it might make you want to just be like, you know, I'm gone for good instead of just going away for a quick second and then coming back being better, um, and being able to have capacity for all the things that you need to do and be the better self. We talked about it. We just talked about it, um, and I think that's a good uh, place of rest. Uh, have a staycation. Do what you got to do. Massage therapy. Whatever it is manicure, pedicure, whatever it is that makes you feel happy. I think you should take, I think everyone uh, should at least take 24 hours, if, if not 48 hours each month, just to be by themselves, do what they want to do, uh, regardless of what anybody else thinks about that. What are your thoughts? Um, I agree, bro. I would, the only thing I would add, I really don't have much to add, but the only thing I would add is just reemphasizing what you said. Take the time. And like you said, and it's about, like, assure them this isn't about you. I just need space where I don't have to exist in any other title except me. Yes. And when you're around, and that's, and it's true when your partner's around, you don't always have capacity just to do that. You're going to be a partner, a husband, a boyfriend, or, you know, whatever. So, um, so yeah, I would explain that and I would take the trip anyway, cause it ain't, if y'all relationship is strong enough, that ain't going to end it. So just do it and let us know how it, how it went. Where did you go? One of my dreams is to go to Fargo, North Dakota and do that. Yeah, one of my dreams is to there go to like a cabin, like one of those like really remote cabins. Mm-hmm. Fargo, um, North Dakota. The, yeah, where the Wi-Fi is hella spotty. Um, you can just read a book, eat food, and just chill. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I agree with you. I want that. Yeah, for sure. All right, brother, you ready to go to the um? What is that called? Great conversation. That's what it is. Oh, this is thirty-two. I am thirty-two. <laughs> it is okay. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, we're here to create a conversation where we, you know, uh, take this time out of the show to kind of get some things off of our chest, things that have been bothering us, getting on our nerves, and we want to make sure that we do that because we talk about resting and self-care and getting things off your chest is important. I don't actually have anything this week, so Josh, do you have something that you would like to share in the greater conversation? I do, and I'm going to pass it to this young sis who shares the sentiment that I share about okay. a, a a staple in black culture. And okay. um, I feel like we just need to talk about it. I feel we need to put it on the table. And, um, <laughs> oh, all right. Yes, 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 yes. You ready? I'm going to see know. what this is going to be. Yeah, I'm going to let you know. Look, I just jumped on here real quick to say one thing. Listen, if you that serious about the about the Spades game, don't <laughs> okay. ask me to play. <laughs> now, I just got kicked out of my grandma house, my own grandma house, and family game night. Because I didn't know I had a diamond. Listen, I need y'all to understand. Everybody don't know how to play that sh- Who even invented the game space? They don't even <laughs> play that funny. at the casino. That's not even a real game. <laughs> My uncousin me now. 
Because I, first of all, what is even the word renege? Like, where did that even come from? <laughs> that sounds racist to me. And the crazy part is, we ain't even playing for no money. We just playing for bragging rights. I said I wasn't ever doing that again last year when my strong cousin broke my grandma's table, slamming the card down on the table. Because what you got to be so aggressive for? Just wow. ruined my goddamn night. Just made me so mad for real. Because how you that mad about a space game? Everybody don't know how to play space. I'm one of them people. And don't ask me to play again because I'm ain't playing. Oh, man, that's, that's, that's an abomination under God for y'all blood pressure to get that Die over a car game. Y'all don't even go that hard on Uno. They mean get out, get out. This is my grandma's house. I left though, but still, that's my grandma's house. And she ain't say nothing. Straight up, for real. If it ain't deuces, don't ask me to play. I ain't playing spades. I ain't playing catfish, goldfish, whatever it's called. I ain't playing nothing but deuces. That's it. Or Uno. Like I'm really trying to. I ain't had no damage. I didn't think. So I threw out the three of spades. You snapped because oh. I threw out the three of spades. Pull us come right back, play another diamond. I see, oh, damn, I did have a diamond. Boom. I put my diamond on the table. You know what I'm saying? This my mm. flipped the whole table over. <laughs> I don't even understand what, what, what we went wrong. <laughs> I mean that from the bottom of my empty heart. If y'all finna get real emotional about playing a game of spades, don't ask me to play. I ain't playing. Now I'm hungry. All the nachos over there. Chicken, Italian beefs. Ain't shit for me to eat. Y'all don't kick me out of my grandma's house. I couldn't even get a plate. I had no... And that and that concludes another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. Because I feel you, sis. Don't be asking me to play these games. Right. Now I don't play. Mm-hmm. And if I get on a table and I mess up, you calm down. Because I told you up front, right. I don't do this. Right. So I know Brian might not agree because Brian, you play the spades, don't you? I know how to play spades, but I don't play spades. <laughs> okay. Like I'm not, I'm not one of them, one of the blacks that knows how to play. Like spades my thing is, like there. I, I know the gist of the game, yeah. So I can play it, but I'm not going to be counting books and all this other stuff that they be doing. I'm, I'm just not there. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Bad. I know I got a few big cards, right? And like, that's it. I, yeah, give me phase ten. Give me Uno. We 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 stay right there. Yeah, we good. So, anyway, like I said, that that concludes another. Not oh, not taboo. Oh, taboo, taboo. We can go. We ain't gonna get into that. Uh, no. We get this concludes another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. Uh, thank you all again for listening and holding it down with us. Thank you, Esso, one more time for jumping you, on sir. the mic, being in the living room, and uh, blessing us with your expertise and your knowledge and your wisdom. So sage you are. So sage you are. Um, but again, we want to appreciate all the listeners, those new, old, and recurring. Um, yeah. That are always here holding it down, showing us love. We could not do this without you. Brian. Yeah. Thank you, listeners, for all the things that you do and all your time for supporting us, all of your puzzle pieces. We appreciate you. Uh, please continue to support us by doing the following. First and foremost, make sure you go out there and subscribe. We are on every single podcast platform. So please share, like, again, subscribe, rate us, right? Five stars or nothing at all. At all. Leave a comment. Let us know how great we are doing. Share with your family and friends. We appreciate that. Follow us on all the social medias that we actually have. Facebook, Instagram, Jigsaw Podcast. Follow Josh at I am Josh Rogers. Uh, follow me at I am Brian Hare. Uh, if you want anything, have any topics to discussion or anything like that, let us know. Hit us up in the DMs or email us at the Jigsaw Podcast at gmail.com. Check out our website, the Jigsaw Podcast.com. Uh, we are appreciative of everything that you do. We would still be great without you, but we are even better with you. 
so we appreciate all the support, the love through the years. And before we head out, uh, Josh, please let the people know what they need to do. For sure. What you can do is what you can while you can in the very best ways that you can. This is Negro History Month. This yes. is where we amplify black voices. So yes. you're going to do the best that you can. You know, so uh-huh. we're going to represent, we're going to shine. With, there, there's an innate level of excellence rooted in our black DNA. So that's what you're going to do the best that you can. And in all that you're doing, my brother, yes. my sister, my friend, yes, do not get caught with your work undone. Love y'all. See you next Bless week. Bless you.